Welcome to the Clone Saga Chronicles uh, 2.0 feed for, from SpideyDude.com. If you're listening to one of these older episodes, you'll hear references to our Podomatic website and a voicemail number, which is now defunct. So if you're a new listener who just found this uh, podcast, pay no mind to the links that we give out, like clonesagachronicles.podomatic.com or a voicemail number. Enjoy this classic episode of Clone Saga Chronicles. Yeah. I don't want to be mean or anything, but Snooki kind of looks like she's made out of glitter and parts. Whoa! I don't think I even want to hear your story. All of you must hear the Scarlet Spider story. My name is Ben Riley. I'm related to this reality's Peter Parker. How? I'm his clone. Or maybe he's my clone. We're not sure. I'm the real Spider-Man. I don't know what kind of mind game this is, but I'm the real Spider-Man. The real Peter Parker. You see? I thought I was that clone. I tried to stay out of Peter's life by taking on a new identity. I dyed my hair and changed my name to Ben Riley. When I became a costume hero of the Scarlet Spider, it really made him angry. But the next big blow came from Dr. Kurt Connors. He discovered that, according to our genetic structures, it might be Peter who was the clone, not me. That news pushed Peter Parker over the edge. Now he hated me with a passion. This is starting to sound like a bad comic book plot. It gets worse. Why didn't you just tell me I was a clone? The cloning process has proven unstable. You're coming apart. Clone heads to the Clone Saga Chronicles Maximum Clonage B-Side Edition. Joining me is the guys that... so awesome, we had to use three episodes for it. (laughs) So epic, yes, exactly. Sure, that's what we'll call it, epic. The the three people that unfortunately could not be on the previous recording have come back. One of them being, uh, who has appeared in every episode, but he just wasn't in the main bulk of the episode, is Joshua Bertoni. How are you, sir? Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. And we got uh, Jason, who's returned. Hey, folks. Good to be back. And I got a very special guest on this on this episode, a guy that we said was going to be a regular, but uh, because of unforeseen circumstances beyond his his and our control, he's uh, hasn't been able to be on. But Brandon DP is back on the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. You still? Very good. Welcome back, Brandon. We, we really did miss you. We are covering Maximum Clonage. Here's the deal. We're not going to give any rundowns. Basically, folks, because, hey, you heard the last two episodes, and it was summarized then. And if you're listening to this, then you're probably not going to want to hear it summarized all over again. So. Unless this is your first episode, then you're kind of going to get a taste of what you're talking Here's the summary. This issue sucked. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do a one-paragraph uh, summarization, for those who forgot, of everything that happened in Maximum Clonage, but like a very, very like brief like back-of-the-novel summary. Yeah. Uh, to kind of set up where we're, where we're at in, in history, though, I will kind of give a brief Reader's Digest version. Peter's just found out he's the clone. He's uh, depressed and emo Peter, and now he's uh, decided to, after he smacked his wife, to uh, kind of... Who he saw. Yeah, who he Shut saw. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> uh, after he smacked his wife, this kind of... Oh, God, I can't even remember what... It's been so damn long. It's, it's just... What happened in Maximum Clonage is, you know, 
Peter find out? Peter found out that he's a clone. He doesn't like being a clone, but he likes going to the top of the Empire State Building. He hung out there for a while. The Jackal was like, "Sup?" He's like, "Go away. You're a bad guy." Ah, but would you like to be a bad guy too? No, but you're a clone. Oh, that's a good point. And then the Punisher came for no reason at all and shot at no. Him. They had a reason. The reason was it was the nineties. The Punisher said, "Take a bullet, Spider-Man," and Jackal said, "No, oh, that bullet is mine." And instead of Peter being angry that Jackal took the bullet that was rightfully his, he decided, oh my god, the Jackal must really be a good guy, even though he's committed all that murder. So he takes him into a little pod where he regenerates, and then Peter and Ben are like, hey, so you're the clone. I know you're sad about this. He's like, damn right, I'm sad. So they had a fight for a while, and then all the other clones showed up, and then for some reason there was about a thousand clones. And then Mary Jane missed Peter, so then Kane's like, yeah, yeah, Peter screwed up. And then Mary Jane said, uh, why are you here? Shouldn't you be with all those other clones fighting each other? He's like, oh, yeah, right. So Kane went there, and then he died. So really, it's all Mary Jane's fault. But it's okay, because it was spoiled by the cover. An army of clones were there. Peter's like, this sucks. I'm going to go get Gwen. So Peter got Gwen, and they all met at the Daily Bugle for coffee. And the Jackal drank too much coffee, fell off the building, because he was trying to catch Gwen. So clone stuff was over. Everyone died. Uh, Mary Jane and Peter. Peter told Mary Jane he's sorry he hit her. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I go to the Daily Bugle. Continue. There's a car and virus. Uh, the new warriors were sprinkled throughout this for no reason. Really, if you want to know everything that happened, listen to the last episode. It's maximum clonage. It ends with Spider Side's dead. Jackal's dead. The Gwen clone's hiding because, you know, she's like, all these clones are dying. I got to get out of here before some writer decides to off me. She's like, cool, I survived this, and I still have my wife. And then Ben's like, this is Peter's life, not mine. I'm going to go, but we'll make a decision later because the clone saga's not over. So that's the six-part story. Much to the chagrin of all the readers. Yeah, if you've read the six-part story, you know exactly what we're talking about, some of the jokes that uh, we're making in the rundown, of course. Um, okay, let's start with, Brandon, you, you, this is, is this your first time reading this, Brandon? Um, I've read some of it in bits and pieces, and I have to say it made a lot more sense in bits and pieces. (laughs) Jason, you've read this before as well. Uh, did you read it as it was coming out, or was it several years later? No, it, it was several years later when I was getting into back issues, and and you know I, I went through a whole different periods of Spider-Man, and I, I went through not all of the Clone Saga, but you know mostly the important bits. Um, when I first read, after I first read this, I did the same thing that I managed to do with the final chapter, which was block it out of my mind. Uh, so I had to reread <laughs> read these for this episode, and, and after reading you know, all six issues. Uh, I, I still really don't really know what happened. I mean, th- this story really makes no sense. Yeah, well. It, it's like, you uh, know, here's a clone, and Peter goes more crazy, and then the more clones show up, and Jackal's like, ah, ah, I'm evil. And Peter, you know, stops being a bitch for, like, about an issue, then goes back to being a bitch for a while, and Ben Riley's like, I'm a clone. And then it ends. No, Ben uh. Riley is not the clone. No, he's not the clone. I mean, he is, but he isn't. No, don't do that to the people that are reading That's this for the first time. <laughs> he is, but he isn't. Okay, at this point, he is. I'm uh, not doing it. The re- the, the, the gosh darn writers are. I know. Mackie! <laughs> no. Or maybe it was DeFalco or whoever. We love you, Tom DeFalco. Okay. 
Bertoni, was this your? First, did you read this when it came out, or was it after? Well, eventually we're going to go issue by issue, but I guess so. Uh, I read some of it when it first came out. Okay. You accept a lot more weirdness when you're a little kid. Like yeah. when I was a little kid, the Jackal wasn't that bad of a villain. And, you know, all these speeches about how clones can have lives, too, weren't so corny. <laughs> um, okay, I... I the, ugly art was, the ugly art was still ugly. Yeah. Um, I, I was the type that I read the four core books and Alpha. I never read Omega for a long time. I had heard about Omega, and I've seen glimpses of Omega, but it was, you know, I never actually sat down and read it all the way through. Finally sat down and read it all the way through, and damn. Damn. Uh, so much fail. Um, so much fail. Uh, let's let's start with part one. Um, part one is Maximum Clonage Alpha. Now, if you've listened, if you've seen the titles for the previous two episodes, the uh, first title is Alpha, the second title is Omega, and this is Side B. It's a wink and a nod. Could that possibly be a biblical reference. The big chart. Yeah. Well, it's, it is a synonym for beginning and end. So you've got that going on. Of course, the four core books. A couple of interesting things that I, I want to bring up, and people might not have noticed this. Uh, at this time, um, Terry Kavanaugh has left Web of Spider-Man. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, he is he's, he's no longer on Web of Spider-Man. He added some creative differences between him and... Uh, I think the head editor, which was um, Vilensky. Um, I could be wrong on that. It was either him or Danny Fingeroff, one or the other. This is also around the same time that Danny Fingeroff is on his way out the door from Marvel. Yeah. Um, this is really a lot of gimmicky covers. Um, you have the... You have the gimmick cover of part one where it's got, like, a, it's got Peter in the middle and he's, like, kind of shadow uh, Spider-Man behind him. And then you open up that cover, and you've got Kane and Peter in a similar position. When when do the hollow discs appear? Is that next month? You missed the hollow disc, dude. That was like yeah, that was two months ago. That, that, that was during the burning homeless men, Gwen Stacy marrying her science teacher storyline. Yeah, right with with Phil Urich, Phil Urich. Yeah, Phil Urich. Yeah, that homeless guy stings. <laughs> That's not a reason to let him burn. Yeah, God, it seemed like every and that was that was like Kavanaugh's crusade or some shit like that. Because and children Lyle. don't know not to burn homeless people. That's yeah, right. uh, hobos. I, I, okay, let, let me let me go through this maximum clonage alpha. The the plotter is Tom DeFalco. Tom DeFalco establishes the plot. Uh, writer is Todd DeZango. Artist is Ron Lim. Al Milgram is the inker. Ron Lim did the covers. Did the cover. Uh, Ken Lopez is the letterer. Colorist is Tom Smith. Editor is Fingeroff. Assistant editor is Mark uh, Bernardardo. And Bobby Linsky, Bud Linsky, uh, is the editor in chief. Um, it is a lot of page. It's 48 pages special. And uh, for those of you that are complaining about current price point, this thing was, I believe, 4.99 or 4.95 back in the day. You know, we shouldn't be complaining. This was this was like, you know, gold back then. Speaking of gold, there actually is a gold edition too. In case you wanted to know. Okay, part one is really where everything's established and everything like that. Bertoni, give us your thoughts on part one. 
Alpha, 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 which was also a commercial for the New Warriors. There was some stuff in here that was interesting, but this whole thing with the survivor from Springville and the New Warriors. Huh? His name was Helix. Helix, gosh, yes. Helix, gosh. That just sounds 90s. Yeah. Kind of like Neelix from Voyager. Sorry. So, yeah, that's... It was it was unnecessary, and it just took away from the issue. It 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 wasn't needed, and Helix did not wind up being a big part of Maximum Cloning, aside from New Warriors stuff. And yeah, it just well, felt like they were trying to advertise. Okay. Well, you know why they were doing that. Um, well, and we, yeah. we, we might have explained. We, part of the Spider Line. Yeah, they, the New Warriors became part of the Spider Line. Um, so all those guys were brought in together, and then set. And it seemed like we just had, like, pages upon pages of people breaking out of stuff and running away. Helix did it, then Kane did it. Yeah. And then, you know, spider Side has to remind us, hey, remember when I was called Freak Face? I do like how Scarlet Spider called him, weren't, so you're still the Jackal's Pawn. Because I guess, that I don't know if this was intentional or not, but that's kind of a callback to the beginning of Power and Responsibility, where Ben Riley says, I'm your clone, and Peter says, the Jackal's Pawn. Yeah. And Ben says, that was a long time ago. There yeah. was that cool flashback that summed up all the Spider-Man stories from the last few years, uh, conveniently leaving out the wife beating, but pretty good way of getting caught up for the Clone Saga. Um, I liked getting Ben's reactions to losing five years of his life, even though he was still kind of being selfless and worrying about Peter, because at this point we're trying to play Ben up as, you know, the ultimate heroic guy, while Peter's the flawed, fractured guy. Speaking of which, too, the psychological abuse from the Jackal, when... When he and Peter are fighting, like he knows the button. I, I like that the Jackal knew what buttons to push. You know, you're not a clone. You're a copy. You're a lab experiment. You know, kind of wearing Peter down psychologically. I thought that was a nice touch. The big problem that I have, and I can't believe that I did not bring this up during the um, debate episode about what was more controversial, Brand New Day or Clone Saga. I forgot about all about this. Peter joins the Jackal, and it's not like, oh, the Jackal must be a good guy, so I'll join him, or, oh, I'll, I'll pretend to be bad and join him, but I'll take him down from within. No, Peter joins the Jackal. Yeah. He, it's, that's... Yeah. There's so much wrong with that, and, I mean, it's so redundant to even say what's wrong with that, because that, that should be obvious. When Spider-Man is joining the villain, he's not... Spider-Man's not being brainwashed into joining the villain. He's not being mind-controlled. He's... He's joining the villain of his own free will. The issue after he hit his pregnant wife. Yeah. No, that's not... I mean... My only other complaint is when Springville was destroyed, Ben and Mary Jane were having a talk, and then they get a postcard, wish you were here, and then all of a sudden, like, they both know what happened in Springville, and the postcard must have gotten there really fast or something, and Ben <laughs> yeah. and Mary Jane must have, like, stopped to listen to it, or who knows, but... Well, well at least the lizard didn't eat his son. Oh, wait. Will you stop? Jason! <laughs> stop! <laughs> Seriously. We have Come a on, brand dude. new day to... Okay, at least the lizard didn't eat his son, but at least Peter, you know, didn't hit his pregnant wife. Oh, wait. Well, at least he didn't join a villain one issue later. Oh, wait. I give this an F minus. Okay, I'm gonna disagree with you, but... Jason, give your thoughts first. <laughs> Dude, can Zach, you already gave your grades. You can't give your grades twice, can you? It's my show. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> okay. Can I shoot a No. No, okay, okay. F. F. 
Okay, what, tell F. us why, why you give us an F. Because it makes no goddamn sense. Okay, okay. Uh, just for the record, the I, I already talked about this last episode, but I liked I liked the artwork. The artwork was actually pretty good. Ronlin was pretty solid. Uh, okay, first time reader, Brandon. Okay, so I got this issue uh, for Christmas uh, about four or five years ago. I, my parents picked it out for me because it had a shiny cover. Hey. Um, my thoughts on this issue were that I really liked the artwork. Um, it was a cool story when I thought it was a standalone story. Yeah. It wasn't. Um, uh, the artwork was nice. The coloring was nice. It had that cool splash page with a Ben, like, uh, where it shows his agility and he's doing all the flippies and stuff. That, that you have is your avatar, uh, Zach. Yes, it, yes, it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. So yeah, again, the artwork was really sick. Uh, the story would have been okay as a standalone, except the whole retarded part at the beginning about everybody dying. What was all that about? Um, <laughs> okay, let me, can I explain, Bertoni, or would you like to explain? No, you you can you can explain. I mean, but there's nothing more to explain. Um, In the story, and it was stupid. Okay, make more sense. The jackal had made of uh, his cloning experiments had made a virus that created the character of Carrion, uh, Karn, Karn. Oh yeah, yeah, from Spectacular yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they mutated this virus to where it would kill. Anybody within this small, everybody within the small town, except for that one dude. It was a mutated version of the Karn virus. Or the only people that would survive would be people with clone DNA, which is our first indication that this this jackal was actually a clone. Um, bum, bum, bum. what are you talking okay. about? That this jackal was actually a clone? Okay, think it's about it. I don't think that that was ever established, though. Like, the, for all intents and purposes, this I say he was. I thought he was. I, I was always under the impression that every jackal we've seen at this point yeah. is a clone, and the That's original right, and the original one died back in issue what 149. Yeah, because I that's the only way I can explain how he acts so completely different than the original. Well, in yeah. 149, like he says that he switched himself with a clone in 149. That the clone was the one that was in Shea Stadium. That you know that Gwen said, "No, you're a monster." Oh my God. Anthony Serba didn't kill. No, Anthony Serba wasn't killed by the jackal. He was killed by me. You're free, Ned Leeds. Be free. Be free to go be framed as the hobgoblin and die some fifty issues later. <laughs> so I mean that it's always been established like that this is the real Professor Warren. But that is an interesting point, though. That like yeah, then how did he? Su- it's a plot hole. Guys, uh, guys, yeah. watch where you're walking. You might fall into the plot hole. No. Um, this is why Star Wars cause... continuity is awesome, because it has no plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. Is it just me, or does the jackal look like a reject from Jersey Shore in these issues? Yes, he does. Oh, my gosh. With the slick back hair. Uh, yeah. It's a Jersey thing. No, oh, God, the South Park episode was epic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so um, I, I, this is my favorite issue of the bunch that we're going to discuss. I'm going to give it a C because it was cool at the time when I got it. All right, uh, now p- moving on to part two, which is uh, Web of Spider-Man number 127. The writer is <gasps> Todd DeZongo? <laughs> Again? Uh, art by Stephen Butler. 
And uh, we'll go with Brandon first, since he went last last time. This issue starts with the Punisher, and he was aiming at the Jackal and Spidey, and they were, and it looks like the Jackal and Spidey are kind of getting a bromance on now. Uh. Uh, <laughs> last time somebody said. The last time somebody talked about a bromance on a podcast, somebody else got banned. Well, the art in this issue is so inconsistent. Um, the coloring is inconsistent. There's a page in here with Kane, um, and I think that's an African American uh, Mary Jane running. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> I think Richard uh, brought that up last episode. But yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. Um. So there's some panels in here. The art looks fantastic. Um, there's a page in here with uh, Spidey bringing the jackal into his secret lab and the rendering and everything's really looking nice. And then there's a panel in here. I think the next one. Uh, no, 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 not the next one. Uh, if you no, if you go back a few pages, Spidey and the jackal are walking down the street, and every angle looks. Okay, um, this issue sucked. There was no reason for the Punisher to be in this issue. Was he? Did they even mention him last issue at all? Uh, he had a one-panel appearance in Alpha, a single okay. panel. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, like, like okay, Punisher shows back. up and he's like, "Hello, everyone." So the jackal's back. <laughs> I'm gonna plug a cap in his back. Well, it added nothing to the story. Um, uh, oh my god. So long, suckers, with the jackal jumping off that building. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Like he wants to be the Joker, but he's not as cool. Exactly. This is just sucked. Not gonna lie. It gets an F minus. It just didn't make sense. Okay, F and the, rest, and the rest of Maximum Clonage does. If you're on weed, it does. Uh, like, pro- pro- probably uh, math. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jason. <laughs> we'll move on. Magic mushrooms. You know, th- this was awful. The art was awful. The story still makes no sense. And my love for the Punisher is the only reason I'm going to give this a D- minus instead of an outright F. Because this was awful. And how, how many freaking visions of, of MJ dying has Kane had at this point? About 25. Let's do a montage of them. You know, no, it should be a drinking game at this point. Every time... <laughs> You know, Kane sees MJ dying. Take a drink. You know, you'll have sclerosis of the liver by by what issue ten? Well, God, at this so point, cool. this is the last time that he she actually has a vision of Mary Jane. No, it isn't. Oh wait, he has one right before. Yeah, he has one right yeah. before. Guys, I forgot. He dies. <laughs> Sorry. No, it will not. That's like when we said that's the last time we're going to see Judas Traveler for <laughs> most of the rest of the <laughs> like the next month. He came back. Wait to be on top of things, back. Huh? Sorry. Hey, I, I made the mistake too. So, D minus, D minus. Okay, Johnny. <laughs> I like that we. I actually, there sort of is a point to Punisher and Jackal having the rematch because remember this whole Jackal stuff and all this. Pun- the Punisher and Jackal actually share a first appearance because when the Punisher first appeared, <coughs> when the pun. Get sick every time we do maximum <sighs> clonage, folks. <laughs> that's that's how awful this thing is. It crashes your internet and makes you sick, folks. Do not read this thing at your own risk. It's the risk of my health, man. Uh, the Punisher and the Jackal share a first appearance because in the funny Punisher, in the Punisher, in the Punisher's first book, the Punisher's full of fun. What are you talking about? My God, like I'm. Gonna, 
there's going to be like a whole blooper track of me trying to say this like point like 90 times. Yep. The Punisher and the Jackal share a first appearance because in the Punisher's first appearance, the, he's working for the Jackal to bring down Spider-Man. And he realizes at the end that the Jackal, that the Jackal duped him and he's going to go after the Jackal. That never happened. So, but bringing the Punisher in now to have a rematch with the Jackal, it's really random and out of nowhere because then all of a sudden he's not there for the rest of the saga. And it's, it's just like this thing that should have been in a one-off book or something, maybe a Punisher tie-in to the Clone Saga, which actually that would have been – we probably would have said that that was a dumb idea if we were reviewing it. Or Punisher guest starring in like a one-off issue in between players and pawns and stuff. Uh, this just wasn't the place for it. And it, I don't know too much about the Punisher, but when he says, he's dead, Jim – I know that's a Star Trek that, reference, that, that, but no, that's, that's, that's out, of out of character. That's completely yeah. speaking as the Punisher expert here. That's completely out of character. That's what I thought. And then they're talking about to find out why Punisher's so mad. Don't forget to get Double Edge Omega, which is coming soon. Did that ever come out? I don't know, and I really don't care. The farther yeah. Punisher is away from this travesty, the better. Run, Frank. Run. I really don't know. I I I love Punisher the way Don loves Batman. I hope not. All right. Um. I'm using our trusted source, Google, because we are super professional podcasters. Punisher, Double, Edge, Omega. Did you ever come out? Oh, that's nice. They had an Alpha and Omega for Punisher, Double, Edge. Yeah, these came out, and they had an Alpha and Omega, so... Uh, As if Marvel doesn't doesn't know how to use good ideas. Pray for vague biblical references. I did like what the Punisher did at the end with the cut with the SWAT team in the sewer, how he got them to go away. I thought that that was cool. But and then like he's like, well, ugh, I guess I missed the jackal. Oh well, on to other things. Somebody else will probably kill him. <laughs> that was, which is completely out of character for the Punisher because once the Punisher decides to kill you, you are going to die. Okay, so Kane's been getting these visions. Now he sees who the killer is. But, you know, he for the first time, he's seen who the killer is. But the next time he has the vision, he's going to see who the killer is for the first time there also. Although, actually, I think this is the second time he saw who the killer was. Who knows? Like, these visions, it's each writer, and it's so inconsistent. Why is the SWAT team after Spider-Man? Like, I mean, I, I understand if the cops were like, there's Spider-Man, let's get him, if he was recently, like, involved in something where there was a warrant out for his arrest. But the fact that the SWAT team is being called in, usually the SWAT team isn't called in unless this is a bigger matter. And the SWAT team was after Spider-Man in here particularly. I know that he's an outlaw sometimes, but again, this is the SWAT team. It's maximum clonage. We don't have to explain. It's not like he kidnapped an infant child or, you know, this is during superhero registration or something or they just saw him attack Norman Osborn. It's... So that, that 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 bothered me. Uh, did anyone else? I'm trying to remember if you guys spoke about this in the um, Omega and Alpha episode. But did you notice um, anything about the code that uh, Peter that Peter has to type in for the Jackal? No. Oh my God! Is it the same one from Lost? <laughs> no. The it's numbers. A, the numbers. The numbers are evil. It's one four nine dash one five one. Those are uh, three issues of the original Clone Saga. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even realize Never. that. Because, yeah, in 149, is the fight with the clone. And then in 150, it's Peter saying, am I the clone? Nah, no, I'm not. And then 151's like, well, since you're the clone, you're just going to be in the smokestack for a while. See you later. 
Nice. Now, Peter and the Jackal. This is what bothered me. The whole book, Jackal is calling Peter by his first name in front of the Punisher, in front of the SWAT team, in front of people on the city streets. He even yells, no, Peter, when, like, the Punisher's, like, a few feet away shooting him. This happened on more than one occasion. That was, uh, th- that, that was bothersome. Exposed. Yeah. I did like, uh, that talk with Anna Watson and Mary Jane about how much can the marriage possibly endure. Jason, I know you're bursting at the seams right now. And about, like, how much their marriage can survive and stuff like that. And, you know. Stop tormenting me, Josh. I'm, I'm sorry. I know, I know you're bursting at the seams right now. You'll, you'll, you'll get your shots. Hopefully I won't have to edit it. <laughs> the art was great by Stephen Butler, though. And I like some of the Punisher stuff, which saves this from completely sucking. Otherwise, I'm going to have to give it a C. Okay. I think that's kind of a fair grade. It's a good grade. Uh, I think uh, some of the problems with the writing, though, is who we have writing. Remember, Todd DeZango has just came on, literally just came on as writer of Web. And not only did he write or did he script Web, but he also script Alpha as well. And speaking of... He also scripted uh, The Amazing Issue, which is Amazing Spider-Man number 404, with the uh, cover between the uh, two Spider-Men fighting. And uh, plotter is J.M. DeMatteis. Writer is DeZango, and and uh, artist is, of course, Mark Bagley. Stop letting DeZango write this stuff. Yeah. It's never a good idea. Am I saying the name right? Because I think Gerard corrected me. Zago or... Zago. Okay. And Gerard is screaming in his iPod right now because I've been mispronouncing his... Zago is the guy's name, and I keep pronouncing it Zango. Excuse me. Todd Zago wrote this issue with DiMatteis plotting it and Mark Bagley writing it. Or <laughs> Mark Bagley drawing it, not writing it. Wow. Uh, that would be cool. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> Josh... Go first. All right. Well, first of all, a lot of you guys, um, I noticed in the other episode, you had a problem with Ben Riley showing up at this factory out of nowhere. You're like, well, wait a second. Wait a second. How did Ben know where to go? This, this is random. This is never explained. Um, and he has that – he kind of hand waves it by saying, um, I followed a, a lead that the jackal was here. If you look at Maximum Clonage Alpha carefully, Spider-Side does say to Ben Riley, we're going back to where it all began. That's where you'll find the Jackal. So <laughs> that's how he knows that they're here, where the smokestack is. That doesn't explain why in about one or two issues he forgets that he's at the smokestack. Yeah. But, uh, it, it explains why he went there. That makes sense because they said you're going back to where it begins, so he followed the scene. But, um, of course, on the first page, yay, we get I'm not a man, I'm a clone, because that's back, because we didn't miss that at all. There's that. And then we get angry Peter, and I, Peter's reactions are feeling very, very real. But, again, it's like deconstructing Peter at, you know, so that way Ben can look more awesome. And Kane is having his reactions and stuff, and how did Kane know? Like, when he talks to the Jackal, how did Kane know that Peter found out he was the clone? Kane was in jail, then he escaped. While all this, like, Seaward Trainer stuff was going, like, how did everybody find out that, that, about the whole, well, I guess, yeah, Seaward Trainer was a plant, but, well, he was a plant by Norman Osborn, though, not the Jackal. <sighs> this is, 
how do how are people finding this stuff out? I, I don't know, dude. This is nonsensical. Yeah. You're hurting my brain. And then there's this whole thing with like Mary Jane being like, "Find your hidden Parker." <laughs> it, that that was here, right? She's like, "Find your inner Parker," or was that somebody else? Or oh no, 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 hold on. I have a note that someone said, "Find your hidden Parker." I think it was someone talking the spider side. It was Ben. It was Ben. It was Ben. Yeah, because was, yeah, Ben says the spider side. Find your inner Parker, which was like. It's like something that an eight-year-old would find deep. Like, yes, because he's just like Peter. He just has to look within himself. <laughs> and then we get the best page of the book, which uh, was recapped so well last uh, the la- one of the last podcasts with uh, <laughs> Spider Side being like, "Oh no, I'm just ahead. Oh wait, I can regenerate." Yeah. Whoa. This, this is everything that was wrong with '90s Spider-Man comics. Those the, those panels. And then Peter comes out and says, I've been hiding in the shadows until I can get a grip on things. It's like, okay, so that's how we know that Peter's the clone at this point in the story, because that's what clones do. They hide in the shadows. Uh, I think Jackal at one point tells, <laughs> tells him that he can, you know, walk the, walk the earth like King from Kung Fu, which is funny because that's actually what the, uh, premises of the current J. Michael Struzinski Superman books are. But then Ben has his outburst on the Jackal, which is one of my favorite parts of the books, because we're, we're finally getting some of Ben's anger more so over the fact that he just realized that he's been robbed of five years of his life because of the Jackal, and the Jackal is being so – what's the word I'm looking for? Smug about this. Uh, that scene with uh, Scryer and the spider side and you know Scryer touching spider side and like implanting something in his head and him walking away in a daze – Maybe it's because I've been reading Secret Wars again recently, you know, because uh, I got the trade super cheap. But that reminds me of that whole thing with Beyonder and Claw. You guys know what I'm talking about? Possibly. No. Okay. It's too long to explain. But if you knew Secret Wars, you know what I'm talking about. Or maybe you don't. And then, this was so stupid, the confrontation between Kane and the Jackal. Like, okay, Kane's like, I will join you, Jackal. And he's like, okay, cool. And then he's like, now kill him, Spider-Side. What? What? Uh, uh, but that's it. I'll kill you, Jack. Oh, screw it. I'll kill you later. It's like they both decide to kill each other at the same time, but before either of them can start fighting, they're like, ah, whatever. Kane's like, I'm not going to kill you right now. And Jackal, who just ordered Spider-Side to kill Kane, decides, ah, let him go. I do like how Ben, how, uh, ben got knocked out by Jackal's claws, because it's very reminiscent of the uh, Jerry Conway clone saga. Because that's what happened there, too. Uh, Spider-Man would get drugged by Jackal hitting him with his claws, which would have, like, poison in it, and it would knock him out. But then the... And then Peter's dialogue, he's like, can I really... This whole time, he's like, can I really trust Jackal? He's knocking Ben out and putting him in a prison. Can I really trust him? And he's, like, ordering people to kill each other. Can I trust him? No! And then that last page... You all know what happens on the last page. So unnecessary. So very unnecessary. And for those listeners who don't know what happens on the last page, the army of spider clones. Mark Badley did some good art, and we got some good bang characterization, but there was too much fail for me to make this anything above a D. Jason, your turn. Oh, boy. Where, where to start? Once again, I I love J.M.D. Mateus. Uh, I love Mark Bagley. Oh, God. This... I, this this was back in the day, like I said, 
before I read this thing again recently, this was the first uh, Clone Saga issue I read because it was the only one that I had. Sorry, not Clone Saga issue, uh, Maximum Clonage issue. I I don't <laughs> what what's with the thousands and thousands of clones? It's I guess I guess. Oh God, this is awful. I I really can't add anything that that Josh didn't say other than I'd say this issue. Wow. This issue is so dumb that I give it and I'm sure that comment will be edited on no, the podcast. No, no, no. You I need to like – okay, as much as I do not like you did that, that, you know, you need to give it something else. Yeah, like I said, I know that's going to be edited out, but I okay. won't say it. Okay, just say I'm going to give it uh, a I, – I, this, this is an F. This is Mark Bagley, James DiMatteis. I love you both to death. This was awful. Well, okay, Brandon. I think the main question here is where did the jackal get all those Spider-Man costumes? Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, I think clone the costumes. (laughs) Yeah, that's impossible. There's actual in the in the the real Clone Saga they actually referenced that. Oh yeah. So that's true. Um, in the page before the splash page at the end. there's a panel and it's a, it's Spider-Man thinking and it goes, is this where I belong? And then Jackal's like, are you boys ready for some lunch? And it looks like Spider-Side is winking at Spider-Man and if you see the look that Jackal has on his face, it's priceless. Spider-Side. Um, is this what the 90s were? Is this what all the 90s comic books had? A shapeshifter with water head regenerating... Um, there's a panel here where uh, Ben gets wrapped up in water because of spider side and then breaks out of it and it looks like glass shards. But he's in liquid. So that didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah don't don't even try to make sense of that. <laughs> okay. It will um, make your brain hurt. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, there's a, and there's that big splash panel where, uh, uh, Spider sides grabbing Ben by the head and saying, "But I don't think you belong here." Well, technically, if Ben is the real Peter Parker at this moment, he does belong there because they're all spawns of him. This issue is just made of fail. It just sucks. The art's nice. I'm gonna end it with that and um, wonder where were they keeping these all these Spider-Man clones? Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a an F, maybe a G. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a G. We are now to part. Okay, save the G for later. All right, going to part four now, uh, which is adjectiveless Spider-Man, and it's written by Howard Mackey, art by Tom Lyle. So, Bertoni, or excuse me, let's go to let's go back to Brandon. Brandon, you go first. Okay, if you see the title for this uh, um, this story, it says heading toward Omega, and it gets me thinking that I wish it would end sooner. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. That's why we miss Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I miss you guys too. Or I missed you guys too. I'm glad I'm back. Um, Spidey has constantly changing hairstyles. Now his hair is long, and last issue it was thinning. Um, oh, and so does the Jackal. He doesn't have his jersey shortcut anymore. Yeah. It'll be back. Yeah, I'm sure it'll. Yeah. Ben's fighting a lot of spider clones. Um. Kane is remi- wishing that he had the life that Peter did. And he was all like, he gave this all away? Like, oh no. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and then he starts breaking furniture in MJ's house. MJ's like, come on. I just bought that at Ikea. Like, come on. Stop that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, does anybody kind of find it a bit creepy of all the Gwen clones Miles has? Yeah. That's like so what it, that's like ramped up to an 11. Yeah, like, what I'm wondering like, is, like, if he went to the store and bought, like, 20 of those same dresses... And how he had to explain that to the clerk. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a green dude, like... He probably stole the dresses. <laughs> That's like his heist. That, like, he's sending Spider-Set and all these heists. He's like, I need you to go to Marshall's and find 20 purple dresses and miniskirts. <laughs> <laughs> but why, father? So, our plan for clone domination will be complete. There's also a panel where... Kane jumps out and breaks MJ's w- uh, window. Like what? That's another waste. Um. Oh god. So yeah, Ben. Oh, and then Kane shows up with Ben. Like I don't know how quick he shows up. He was just at MJ's. Oh my god. I know. I know Spidey's fast, but is he that fast? I don't know, dude. Um. Uh, also, at the last panel, look how much bigger Kane is than uh, Ben. So that makes me. Uh, Wonder about Grim Hunt, but I won't get into that. Uh, don't eat. Uh, we're gonna cover that in an episode later. Stop. Clone degeneration. Gotta love it. I don't know. I'm gonna give it a D. It wasn't bad as it wasn't as bad as last issue, and we got some plot movement. Yeah. We met Gwen. Yeah. But I wish it would head toward Omega faster. <laughs> okay, Jason, your turn. Which okay, the Gwen clone. Is, is this the original Gwen clone that we met yes, back yes. during the, yeah, the first one? Or is this one of the other ones? No, she's the original, and she's also the one that married uh, a Miles Warren clone. She's also the one that, you know, was with the high evolutionary people who, like, zapped her and said, no. Who were who those people? Uh, all I remember was his dream, dream weaver. Yeah, I can't believe I'm forgetting who they are. But Okay, he, here's... Okay, there's a lot of things wrong with this issue, but the two ones that stand out to me, um, how come Ben did not realize uh, where the Jackal's lair was when he was the one who tracked Peter there in the first place? And how come, you know, Mary Jane wasn't, you know, like, why didn't any alarms go off when she saw Kane? Considering the last time she she saw him, he, you know, destroyed a courtroom and then dragged her into a sewer. She's like, oh, hey, it's Kane. Yeah, I don't know. She shouldn't that have been like sending off warning warning bells. Uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to come up with something fancy. Nah, F. I got nothing silly this time. It's an F. Okay, an F. All right. Returning, what's your grade? Okay, first of all, yes, same criticism. All of a sudden, and this is what my problem was with these 90s Spider-Man crossovers was there wasn't a consistent, uh, there wasn't a consistency with the writers. It's like they were all given an outline, then they all went into four separate rooms and wrote them, and then those four separate parts would be pasted together without any, you know, cohesion. Because judging by Alpha and judging by the last part, you know, we, Ben knows where he is, then all of a sudden Ben's like, wait a second, this is the smokestack? That I was thrown into in one at fifty-one. 
but okay, sure. Yeah, you, I guess you forgot because you were being pounded by a bunch of clones. Oh, yes, and the Gwen clones. Well, <laughs> we've said – everyone has said all that they could about that. So that was just – well, actually, not all that they could because here's my thing. Professor Warren is in love with Gwen, any version of Gwen. That's been established. He was even like the original Gwen clone. He was in love with her as if she was the real Gwen. So for him to walk into a room where there's like a whole bunch of Gwen Stacys and they just melt and he's like, ah, oh, well, another thing, different day. That's – wouldn't that be like upsetting to him? He just saw like a bunch of Gwens die before his eyes. But OK, sure. Yeah. I guess I'm – yeah, um, I like that they're bringing the original Glenn clone back. I'm one of the few fans of that character, even though uh, it is kind of weird with her here, like waiting by the window. And I thought it was all a dream, but now I realize that their memories take me to the jackal. But well, I'll say. So here, if she's a Gwen clone, does this mean she gets she remembers being knocked up by Norman? Well, it, it depends on when she was cloned, and it depends on if Gwen was actually knocked up by Norman. There's, yeah. At this point in continuity. But I think that the original Gwen clone is like a good thing to have around and to bring back at different points to cause drama, but not to stick around. Yeah, I, I think it really only works – I think it works better when he's married. That's a different argument because it's like, you know, hey, it's my dead love, but I'm married and moved on now. Well, but. it doesn't It doesn't have to cause romantic, like, you know, entanglements. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh – like, aside from the whole her and Peter thing, there's other stuff that it could bring up. But, yeah. So, I, I, I like her bringing back. I like that character, so I'm a little biased there. What was Kane's endgame by going to Mary Jane? He's like, well, since Peter left you, there's no reason left for me not to kill you. That's so random. It's like, well, you and Peter aren't, you know, dating, so, you know, time for me to break your neck. And, of course, Mary Jane's like, no, he must go and fight. And he's like, okay. First, he, like, as Brandon says, first he breaks the coffee table, and he's like, yes, Mary Jane, now I know what I must do. Then he breaks the window. It's like, douche. Exactly. Then he shows up, and Ben's like, Kane, Kane, remember, we're not going to kill the clones. And Kane's like, okay. All right. Now, remember that. Because this is what I was talking about when I said that all the writers are, like, put into separate rooms to write their parts. Because this completely goes out the window in the next part. But as for this part, Lyle's art is a step down from Bagley. There was too much shenanigans. I'm giving it a D. An F? A D? And what was your grade? Brandon, an F? Uh, I give it D. D, F, D. Okay. All right. All right, next... Issue is done by Tom DeFalco and uh, Sal Buscema and Sienkiewicz. Spectacular Spider-Man number 228. Is it 228 or 229? I got 227. 227. Excuse me. Okay. Spectacular Spider-Man number 228. No, it, it is 227 because it's the month after Trial of Peter Parker, remember? 227. Correct, correct, correct. Okay. Because there, there are 100 issues ahead of Web, because Web number one was the same month as Spectacular 101. Bertani, go, uh, give us your thoughts. Uh, Sienkiewicz and Sal doing art together? No. I. First of all, that cover, The Death of Kane, could have been really awesome, and no pun intended spectacular, but it just looks ugly. And it spoils the inside of the story. But okay, whatever. Oh, yeah. 
Now Kane's saying, I'm going to kill these clones. No, Kane, you can't. They're people just like us. I don't care. Didn't you guys just have this discussion, like, in the last few pages of the last issue, and Kane agreed that he wasn't going to kill them? Well, hooray for consistent writing. Yeah, oh, and we got... Remember that Springville survivor, Helix? You know, the one who was seen in part one, and then we forgot about for, you know, the last few issues? He's here for another page or two. Yay. Oh, yeah, and before Kane dies, he sees the face of the killer for the first time, for the third time, or the second time, whatever. The whole thing where, like, Ben is yelling, no, clones, don't do it, don't melt, you can live lives, live your lives, clones, live your lives. This was one of those things that, like, I can imagine, like I said, an eight- or nine-year-old being like, yeah, I just realized clones could live lives just like us, I'm learning a very important lesson. He's, he's like yelling at the clones as they're like these little blobby clones as they're melting. No, you don't. You can do it. You can live lives. Just look at Peter. Live your lives, clones. Now the Gwen clone and her reaction to Mary Jane that was interesting when she realizes that Peter's married because she saw Peter in Spectacular Spider-Man Annual Eight, I believe it was. <laughs> But she didn't know that he was married then. Like, Mary Jane was kind of, like, weeping in the corner of the apartment when Gwen came to Peter. So we get Gwen, we, we basically get Gwen's reaction to Peter and Mary Jane's marriage. Because remember, if the Ben Riley like, syndrome has taught us anything, it's that the, you know, the clone is essentially the original host person and their memories. You know, just they've lived a different life. So I guess this is how Gwen would have reacted if she'd lived to see Peter and Mary Jane married, which is weird because she's like, oh, I always knew that you and Peter were perfect for each other. Really? Really? You, you, you really? That's really what you thought when you and Peter? Okay. Sure. That's the one part of this issue I'm okay with. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, can, can we agree that that's an odd thing for Gwen to say? <laughs> yes, it's odd. I just said it's okay. Well, it's because I'm biased and I hate Gwen Stacy. I mean, you can – there's a few different ways to look at it. One is that Gwen's being manipulative because uh, she has a plan to double-cross Peter and Mary Jane and Omega. Spoiler alert. And as I've discussed before, and I, I think I even brought this up in the Gwen articles, I really don't think that Peter and Gwen were super, super-duper soulmates, especially because of what she does in Omega. Like, again – the clone is basically the original person with their memories and, you know, their attitude and what they would have done and their ideals and beliefs. So Gwen's very quick to turn on Peter next issue. Just saying, she was also very quick to turn on him in Annual 8 back in 1988. So, but I'll get off of that Gwen soapbox. At the end, when all the clones melt, then they become a giant spider amoeba. Remember when Professor Warren was just like a college professor in a lab that he that made two clones and he had a jackal costume and a bomb? Like now yeah. he like has remotes that can make spider amoeba cells like turn into like clay fa it's it doesn't make sense. Now there was a spider amoeba in the Karin saga, which was like kind of like a Professor Warren thing back in the uh late seventies, early eighties. So, in a way, this is a callback to that, except the spider amoeba from the Karin saga was kind of, you know, awesome and creepy, and this was kind of stupid and creepy. Sienkiewicz does bad art. Things don't make sense. Some of the, like, lettering is, like, really smudged, especially when it's in cursive, and it, like, you have to squint to read a page. Oh, the Springfield survivor's here, but we don't need to know about him. This is an F. Yeah. All the way. F. F all the way. Okay. Jason, your thoughts? Uh, like I said, I liked the 
part about Gwen admitting that Mary Jane's a better match. Kind of like the, only, the probably the only really good thing about the spectacular spate. Spectacular Spider-Man Annual Number Eight is when Mary sorry, when Peter tells Mary Jane he loves her more than he ever loved Gwen. Uh, you know, bad art by Bill Senkovitz. I I don't believe it at all. Send cabbage. Uh, son of a bitch. Whatever. Whatever we're calling him now. Um, the one who coined that. I know. Sinkevich. Sink Sinkevich. 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 kid. Man, how does he... He keeps ruining good art by Salbusema. It's so frustrating. Uh, the, I guess it's the only good tango. thing about this... The only good thing about this issue is that there's only one issue left. <laughs> F. Brandon, your thoughts. Okay. Um, let... Like uh, Jason said, um, just like Salbusem is a great artist, but he looks like a like something. Looks like he vomited all over this issue, I and mean, it's not his fault. It's Sinkevich. This issue, uh, okay. There's one cool thing about this issue that I really liked. Um, it's a splash page where um, Spider Side uh, kills Kane. I, I think it looks cool because it's something like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Um, all I wish instead of the, I think that sound effect says Quatwood, I wish it said finish him. I think that would have been a lot cooler. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, there, um, what was that guy's name who survived the, uh... Helix. Hel- oh, there he is. Okay, he's in one panel. Um, and yeah, the spider maybe here looks like, looks kind of like diarrhea. Really, really bad oh god um okay this issue wasn't very good wasn't horrible no yeah it was pretty horrible never mind oh god i can't even be consistent because this stuff's not consistent it was depressing to read i'm gonna give it an app oh look this is um in the 90s when they started computer colors this is the stuff you got see computer color separations by malibu yeah, Gerard talked a lot about yeah, that. Yeah, we talked about a lot about that in the last episode, so. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Alright, we're gonna move on to the, uh, the apex of the clone saga. No, don't make me do it. Maximum do clonage it. Omega. No, don't say it. At least it's almost over. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, start us off. Okay. Maximum clonage Omega. One thing I can say about this is what an improvement in the art from last issue. Wow, like it's like looking at the Mona Lisa. Um, I got this one too. It um, when my parents bought the comics, they bought the Alpha and they bought this one. They were both shiny covers, and I think I actually understood the story a little better reading uh, Alpha and then the Omega like back to back. I didn't need all the filling, or at least. Yeah, it made more sense that way. Uh, the Amoeba has changed is changes colors all throughout this issue. It starts off gray and bluish, and then it turns brown, and then it turns yellow, and then it turns green, and then it turns blue. Yeah, um, Peter looks like he's wearing eyeliner in a few panels. But he's just really depressed. I think, is that a whole TV station of clones? Yes. That's retarded. That's exactly what it is. Oh my god. Who thinks this stuff up? 
in Jackal costumes because, you know, hey, Jack was an awesome character. Yeah. I think I'm going as one of those for Halloween. Kidding. Yeah, so like I said, the art's a lot better. The story is still pretty bad. Um, oh, the ending was nice. There's one page in here I really like. Ah, where is it? It's right at, it's at the end before, when they dispose of the bomb and, um, Jackal's all dead and stuff, so we're late, we eliminate everything. And Ben is at home. Or at his, like, apartment thingy. And he's, he's there with a baseball glove. And, uh, he said, I stole my own glove. And he's thinking, and then, it's, it's, it's kind of touching, I think. It's probably because, even though it's not great writing, it's probably the best writing I've seen. Um, and Peter and him have, like, a touching moment at the end. And, yeah, and then it, I think it leads on to something pretty good, but, uh, besides these two pages, the last two pages, this issue was pure and utter crap. So yeah, I'll give it another F. So we got F's all around for the previous issue, uh, F for this one, so forth. Let's go with Jason this time. The only, the only redeemable thing about this issue is that it's over. You know, I, I know there's Jackal playing mind games, he's telling Ben, he took samples for Peter a long time ago. And then he planted thoughts in Ben's mind that he was a clone. Then Spider-Man and Gwen show up again, and then they fight. And then there's Little Jackal again. God, I hate Little Jackal. Why do we even have to bring him up? I, God, this thing, this thing is just a confusing cluster muck of. I give this thing a Z minus. It's awful. Can I give a Z minus? A Z minus. Or is that too sarcastic? For the sake of argument, we're giving you giving it an F minus. We can give it an F minus, but not a Z. Yes. Okay. This is awful. Thank can I Christ, my F minus and give it two? <laughs> yeah. Uh, F minus, F minus. So, returning. I don't know why you all hate this thing. First of all. Because it sucks. No, first of all, that part where, like, Ben is fighting the genetic goop. And he says that he can't kill it because there's still cells that are alive and he's not going to kill it. That was brilliant stuff right there. No, no, no. This was a good book. And the jackal's ear is getting bigger and smaller all the time, including getting, like, bigger than his head. That was, like, very nicely and artistically done. I mean, we had good dialogue, like, state back spiders from Gwen Stacy. He fights goo. Okay, yeah. okay, Jason, Jason, Jason. Yeah, Jason. that's right. He fought goo. You're for the love of me how awesome this was. For the love of God, Jason, just shut up for a second. Let him finish. Yeah, I mean, he's fighting, you know, he's fighting genetic goo. It's, you know, it's, this is brilliant. And when he's realizing that he can't kill cells, it's, and the jackal, you know, he reminds us and the readers, wait a second, don't you want to know about the journals from the high evolutionary and my journal that says i never cloned anyone but i mean peter and ben were right you know when the, when when they were like no we don't want to hear about that because you know us readers we don't want answers to those questions i mean who cares that the clone saga was contradicted in an 80s story we don't need to hear the, how that fits in the continuity now that was so i'm glad that they you know brought that up just to ignore it that was um that was great well they brought it up a couple months later yeah they did <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we had, and when Mary Jane was telling Peter at the end, you know, she's like, it's okay that you hit me. You didn't even see me coming, you know. 
a wife who makes excuses for an abusive husband is, you know, it, it's a very good storytelling technique, and I'm really glad that they went that route. I mean, God, this book is so. This is better than Amazing Fantasy 15, really. I mean, honestly. Okay, so he can't kill cells, really, really, Ben. Is that how self-righteous you are? You can't kill like a little amoeba that's trying to murder you. I suppose. I suppose you're like you know going to kill yourself because you stepped on an ant or something. <laughs> Way to bring up the high evolutionary thing. Like, hey, don't you want to know how? What the reason why we're not clones? No, not really. We don't want to hear about that now, Jackal. Really? Because that's the question that all the continuity fans have been asking the whole time. Look at the jackal's ears. Look at them. Look at his ears. Let me quickly explain why they 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 fluctuate. There was five different artists on this book. Yes, five different artists, and uh, which made the whole thing consistent. It's like which they would use again in the gauntlet. What? Oh, that's true, and you know it. What? That scene with the Gwen clone and Mary Jane and Peter, where she's like, "Don't listen to Mary Jane. She's not a clone like us." We're the only two. We belong together because we're cl- – weren't you just saying that you're so happy that they're together last ish? Oh, yeah, writer consistency. But Gwen was a manipulative you-know-what here, <laughs> manipulating Peter for her own means, then trying to kill the jackal. Then after the jackal died, she's like, ugh, tell you the truth, guys. I don't think I was going to kill him anyway. Oh, you're just saying that so they won't cart you off to Arkham Asylum or something. Yes, I know that that's Batman, not Spider-Man. Of course you were going to kill the Jackal. It's very easy to say after the Jackal's dead, I realized I wasn't a killer all along. Good enough for us. But before that, when she's like, stay back, spiders. <sighs> Such a st- stupid line. It's like, oh, someone invited the black cat. I think that's what Donovan or someone said on the last podcast. And then she falls, and they're like, no, not Gwen, not her falling again. But like, okay, first of all, Jackal pushes her, and she falls. Then he's like, oh my god, like, you can't save her, I'll save her. You're the one that caused this in the first place. I hate people who create problems and then whine about a problem that they created existing. And then they're like, just like that day on the George Washington Bridge. It was the Brooklyn Bridge, but okay, sure, we'll do that again. And even before that, the spider, Ben Riley was like, oh, Gwen, so that's what this was about. You're doing all this because you still can't get over the fact that the Green Goblin was killed by Gwen because I couldn't save her years ago. He's like, you got it. No, you're trying to pretend that this is right back to the original Clone Saga when it was just a simple story about a sick man obsessed with a dead woman. It's not that story anymore. Don't pretend that it is. It's a story about a guy creating a bomb to kill like everybody in the Daily Bugle and make everybody clones and world domination and spider... I'm glad that you're trying to bring it back to the original core concept, but you're doing it in such a poor way. Speaking of, like, Gwen, by the way. Yeah, so after her and Mary Jane, you know, had that hug last issue, before we talk about this Jackal stuff, you know what we need to do, Gwen? You're reading my mind, Mary Jane. Fashion show! So they change clothes and stuff, because they're wearing different clothes than the last issue. And they're like, okay, we did that fashion show. So, Peter, let's talk about this clone. Brilliant. Just brilliant. Clone the thing? Jack- really? That's that's a, that's a scientific term for it? Sure. So the Gwen clone slips off at the end, which makes me happy, because like I said, I don't understand why people consider her a loose plot thread. She's not a plot thread. She's a person. There's nothing to resolve about her. We know what her origin is. She's just someone that's out there. But apparently there was like a big contingency of writers who wanted to kill her in this issue. 
and they just never got around to it. And I guess Gwen realizes that because she literally like is like, well, better get out of here quickly. And Peter's like, huh, where'd my Gwen go? And even Ben Riley has to step in and say, dude, Mary Jane's over there. Oh, yeah. Better go talk to her. So Jackal dies, and he says as he's dying, when the dream ends, the nightmare begins, which will come back to bite us in the butt in about two months of, two or three months of publication time. So get ready for that. Yep. Yep, yep, Let me put it this way. If you like Peter hitting his pregnant wife, get ready for a story about Peter chasing his pregnant wife in the street trying to murder her. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yes. Time bomb, how we love you. Um, you guys talked about in the last um, in the other podcast, like, is the, has the Jackal been back? And you mentioned the clone that was in that Punisher series. Yeah. It was actually, like, stated within that series in a Daily Butyl article that it was the real Jackal, but they just didn't explain it. Everyone called him the Professor, and there's, like, a Daily Butyl art- article at one point that says the Jackal was long believed dead, but I guess he's alive. You can say he's a clone. You can say – but it, it's really weird. Like, the Jackal's back somehow. Yeah, I am glad that they brought him back without doing the clone stuff. They just made him a you know a gangster again, which you know, the, that's one of the reasons why the jackal hasn't been used again. Aside from the fact that he's dead, is because he's way too tied to the clone saga now. Yep. Like we don't and, know why he's back, but he's back. Well, and in the seventies, the ja- there was more to the jackal than the clone saga. You know, he had other little schemes. He was stuff. a really good villain back in the seventies. I like his motivation. Like, it's a very, very realistic, like, human psychological motivation. You know, he was in love with his with his student, and she died. He went a little crazy, so he blames Spider-Man. Yeah, and it's incredibly creepy because she's like 30 years – he's like 30 years her senior, right? The art was bad except for when it was good, but it was only good for like two pages. The dialogue was bad. <laughs> like, the end of the Clone Saga should have been an epic thing. It should have tied up all the loose ends, and it should have done it neatly. It shouldn't have been this big mess. That even the people who were involved with it knew it was crap. F to the power of F. F to the power of F. I like it. Okay, that works. Um, also out this month, by the way, as you can see in the pages, is there's uh, the Jackal Files, which we didn't talk about this time. It was the prelude to Maximum Clonage. Well, there's not really much there. We'll probably get into that at another time. But Clone Genesis is advertised. The trade paperback that collects Jerry Conway's Clone Saga, yep. it's really good. I have that trade paperback. I love it. One of my favorite Spider-Man arcs ever. Is and it still it, in print? Also this month, uh, to be to be fair, uh, New Warriors 62 happens, and uh, that is the actual uh, moment where Scarlet Spider officially joins the New Warriors. So, And, of course, Spider-Man The Lost Years, number one comes out this month. Which I've never read, and I feel bad because I understand it's good. Well, it's okay, because something that wasn't good also came out this month, Planet of the Symbiotes. So we'll be covering both of those. Planet of the Symbiotes. Oh, the horror. horror. So those are all the issues that came out. We'll be reviewing. um, We got some some episodes that are coming out after this one that, uh, as I've talked about on our message board, over at spidermancrollspace.com slash www.board slash index.php. You can go there, or you go to spidermancrollspace.com and click the link. Uh, it's the spidey.com section I talk about in the official Clone Saga Chronicles thread up, about the rundown of what's going, uh, what's coming up. You got several episodes that are coming up, and uh, we're going to be covering Planet of the Symbionts and Maximum Clone pretty, uh, pretty soon, so check that out. And then once we get those done, 
and Out of the Way and all the other episodes that we've got in the can out of the way. We'll uh, come back to uh, Exiled, which starts next month, at least, in publication. Uh, Bertoni, any other parting thoughts? The end of the Clone Saga? Not quite. No, it's just the beginning. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the bad stuff is wearing us down, but there's going to be some good stuff. We promise we'll get to it. We're, we're not doing a podcast about something that we hate. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Exiled, and then Greatest Responsibility and Time Bomb. And uh, then- I confess, I love Greatest Responsibility because that's for Spider-Man issues. Yeah. So I'm probably going to be biased there. And then, of course, we have the Scarlet Spider era. Why am I sp- saying it in that voice? Because it's so bad, it makes Maximum Clonage look good. You can email us at clonesoccerchronicles at gmail.com. You can call us on. Actually, we'll be getting a new call number because I just found out tonight that our voicemail line is in need of repair. So, oops. Check back for that. Oops. Sorry, folks. That wraps up another exciting edition of the Clone Soccer Chronicles podcast. We do hope you'll come back and listen to us again. Until next time, folks, I'm Zach Joyner. I'm Bertoni. And I'm Jason. Brandon's practicing. Yep. We'll see. We'll see you next episode, guys. Excelsior. Are we doing letter grades? Or? Yes, we are doing letter grades. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't want to be mean or anything, but Snooki kind of looks like she's made out of glitter and parts. Oh. That should be, like, the first thing, like, in the episode. I don't mean to be mean, but Snooki looks like glitter and parts. You're pulling a Michael Bailey? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> All right. And we'll uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more in the wrap up, but <sighs> this thing sucks so hard. I owe it money. <sighs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll bring up my I'm point about that out. <laughs> okay, uh, how about I feel like I should owe it money? That, the implications the same. No, no. Jason. Talking about a comic giving you a. <laughs> Jason, you want your okay, money back. Okay, there we go. This thing sucks so hard. I want my money back. Which is... Did you get Jason? Yeah. yeah. I, I gave it an F. Okay. Yeah. Two Ds and an F. Or D and an F. Two Fs. Excuse me. Okay. That reminds me of Family Guy. Chris, what do you see? Two Ds. <laughs> two Ds and an F. Will you two stop? Stop.